0: on this episode of locked on lightning we're continuing our player preview for the 2023 nhl season and today we are talking about anthony sorelli all that coming up and more but first let's play that music you're locked on lightning your daily podcast on the tampa bay lightning part of the locked on podcast network your team every day And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on YouTube, so go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Just hit 700 subscribers the other day. Would love to see that number up to a thousand by christmas would be the best christmas gift from all of you so on this episode of locked on lightning we are continuing continuing our player previews for the 2023 nhl season and today we're taking a look at anthony sorelli i if you haven't tuned in already Uh, Please go ahead and take a look back. We've done Steven Stamkos. We did Braden Point. We started things off with Nikita Kucherov. Uh, Our last episode was Victor Hedman. We also talked about Nick Paul on the previous episode. Before that, so two episodes prior. So go back um, because you will. There, there is a theme, and and if you've been listening to the pod especially been listening to those episodes since we started that segment oh, probably a couple of weeks ago, uh, you will hear the theme as more often. And, and and the theme has been for the duration of all these and really will be the theme for the entire upcoming season is, you know, what kind of team are we going to get? Um, are these guys going to take a step forward, you know, with the rest and, and having the extended off season uh, as as. As as you know, I, I think we could all agree that this team is ready to go. Um, I was pretty harsh in the offseason, uh, discussing, you know, where they were gonna stand. I think that this team is gonna come together and play very well this year. But having said that, um, let's you know, what what every how things look on paper doesn't necessarily translate onto the ice as we all know. So um We'll have to wait and see. Once October 10th comes, we could kind of get our first look at all that. And then, I I always like to say that probably around Thanksgiving, Christmas time is kind of what you see is what you get at that time. So we'll we'll definitely uh, manage the expectations, or or more so manage the criticism that will definitely come to mind in certain situations. Uh, so definitely um stay tuned for that but uh but without further ado let's talk about anthony sorelli now anthony sorelli i think in my and i think a lot of lightning fans could probably somewhat meet me halfway on this 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 take is i think tony sorelli is probably one of the most valuable players on this team you know, and I mean that in the sense that when he's not on the ice, this team is significantly different. And, you know, some some Lightning fans and some listeners may say, well, you know, where do you rank him? And, and I'm sure if I don't answer that now, it will definitely be a question that will be in, that will be asked in the comments. Well, actually more so on social media, because let me, Throw out a little disclaimer, this is going to be an audio only episode. So, um, if you know someone that is, and we'll put something on Twitter formally or or X formally known as Twitter, we'll definitely uh put that out there so uh everybody is aware. If 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 the the usual crowd of YouTubers uh watchers don't see an episode, uh, we just are having some camera issues tonight, so this is strictly audio. But I I think that Tony Sorelli is probably top three, most valuable player on this team. And, And if you don't believe me, look at what last year was, um, played 58 games, didn't come, uh, didn't, didn't get onto the ice until I believe it was November, late November. So a little bit closer to Thanksgiving and up until that point, even though the lightning did struggle throughout the course of the season, um, there was different issues with that struggle as opposed to why they struggled without him when he was not on the ice. And I truly believe when you have a guy like that who's on the second line, who plays as well as he does in all facets of the game, he's he's a solid figure down the middle. Uh, he's able to score. He's able to distribute. He's able to play defense. Um, really, you know, everything that you ask for in a center uh, in today's NHL, you know, the center position is just. Just as probably one of the most valuable positions and, and also hardest positions to play. Uh, just because with how fast everybody is, how skilled everybody is and um probably the 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 only more difficult position out there is probably goaltender because that's really the last line of defense against these these teams and and every team in the NHL has like 3 to 4 guys who could go out there and score and do really really make your life a living hell out there on a nightly basis and and really the 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 line of defense before the goaltender are the centers because they really kind of control the flow of the game uh, whether it be down the middle in front of the, the net or it could be even in you know certain parts of the ice the neutral zone or even on the opposing blue line um, zone entries all that stuff you know I mean we we could sit here and talk about all the things that you know uh, that the center position does and what they're responsible for and and you know not even not even mentioning faceoffs, which Tony Srelli By the way, 51% um, last year, only through 58 games. So just kind of recap his season. Like I said, he had a little bit late start. Not necessarily a bad thing um, because, you know, he has struggled somewhat here and there with with injuries being dinged up throughout the course of his career. Um, But when he's healthy and he's rested, um, my opinion, he's one of the best players on this team. So, Fifty-eight games played last year. Eleven goals, twenty-nine points, plus-minus of thirteen, uh, and had two shorthanded goals along with one uh, game winner, and then also a power play goal. So, you know, I I, I think that as the season got went on, and and Sorelli was. Was was really starting to get the hang of things, and, and and really was able to get things going. Because let's face it, you know, there's there's very few players that have injuries and 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 play as physical physical as he does, and are are able to come back and make an effect right away. And he was able to do that, but in a way to where like I kind of alluded to before the the, the team looked significantly better with seventy one on the ice and I I really think when you look at when he's not in the lineup not playing at all as opposed to playing where he's he's really you know averaging probably a about I would say 15 minutes a game 16 which was where he was at he was about 16 and a half last year I would say that you know it's it, it's 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 one of those things where you you really can't look and and this is the other theme we're gonna be talking about with a lot of these these player previews he's one of those players where he you can't just judge what he does on the ice by his his numbers. Um, you you really have to sit there and watch the games, which is why would with 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 really a lot of these Lightning players that we are going to be talking about. Um, and that's the good thing about the Lightning: the players that you really have to give the eye test to. Those are the players, in my opinion, that I firmly believe that. Are the players that are really the the gamers, the guys that are really valuable to you? You know, you could measure, you know, even without watching Kutroff or Vazilevsky or or Stamkos. Um, <clears throat> I, I I think you could somewhat to a degree, and Hagel as well. I think falls into this category. You could just look at their numbers and kind of get a sense of how their season's going, or even their last five, and kind of get a sense of what kind of groove, if not what kind of rut they're in uh at that time. whereas I feel like as you get into the nitty-gritty of this lightning team, the guys like the Sorelli's, the guys like the Pauls, uh, pretty much the whole defensive core for the most part. Um as you get into the second, third, fourth line especially, uh especially that second and third line for this lightning team, you're gonna you're gonna really have to do the eye test and 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 not only look at how they're playing, but where they are on the ice. And and that means, you know, even even how they're skating, um, and and just you know how physical they are. And I think that lightning fans really looking back on last year, if you're gonna really give a, a fair assessment to Anthony Sorelli, it has to be his physicality and his face off wins. And I and I think that's really the only number that you could really judge him on. You know, obviously he's a center, so it, it is his job to win face-offs. Um and he's one of the better players on this team. Um and 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 that was the other thing last year that I, I failed to mention is that this lightning team at times really, really struggled to to win faceoffs. And so when he came back, um having the ability that he does in the circle to to do that and win faceoffs, especially in the zone, uh, when they're on the attack or even when they're in their own zone and get the puck out, um, you can't really measure that. And I, I'm sure I'm sure there's some site out there where you could really you could kind of get a breakdown of all that. But at the same time, I mean, like I said, I, I I think that he's one of the more valuable players on this team. Um I think his ability to be physical uh, shift to shift, and and at the same time, have that or or really be that weapon to to score or distribute the puck down the middle. I think is can't really measure that, and and it's it's really I think these days hard to find players like that could do that consistently, and I think that him being on the second line, which I think I stated it on maybe an earlier episode maybe it was the Braden point one or or maybe actually it was the Kucherov one or the Stamkos one 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 of the earlier player previews I think I actually threw a little snippet in there in in one of those episodes where I where I said that Sorelli when I was talking about line combinations I really think that he does have the talent to play on the first line of this lightning team. And I I know that might sound a little blasphemous, but hear me out because what I've also spoken about, and I think that we see on other teams here and there, and not so much in Tampa Bay really the last maybe year, is John Cooper to get a little bit more creative with this with line combinations when really things aren't working. And, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the lightning hit a rut early on or maybe even later in the season where John Cooper is forced to maybe switch things up. Now, that's whether or not moving Brandon Hagel up to the first line and putting Stamkos down on the second. But at the same time, you know, I would not be upset. I would not be upset. I would almost welcome it if we are sitting here at one point and we see the line of Point, Sorelli, and Kucherov on the first line. I think, you know, Point, as as dangerous as he is down the middle, I think his talents would be best served on the wing. And you have a guy like Sorelli and I think Stamkos is still feasible enough to where he could play down the middle. I mean also, you know, we could also throw Nick Paul on the on the on the second line. That's also something that's very possible. Um but I I think that Sorelli, like I said, has that talent, and I think that we're not too far away from the possibility of that happening given how big of an effect he has on this team in such a short amount of games because if you look at his stat lines from the last couple of years, uh, other than 2018-19, he hasn't played more than then he hasn't hit the 80 game mark at all in his career and and obviously you know one of those seasons has to do with the 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 shortened year after covid or the height of pandemic whatever whatever you want to count it as uh 50 games in 2021 um but you know that's going to be the big issue with him this year. And when you look at that, that is something definitely that's going to be alarming. I I think that his injury days are past him. He's going into a year where he's going to be turning twenty six. Uh, actually, he just turned twenty six. So actually, we're we're set uh, on that. But you see it. You see this time, and I'll wrap. I'll wrap up the segment by saying this is. That I truly believe that, you know, at this point in time, a lot of players you see it on this Lightning team point uh, is a perfect example. Around this time, you know, if they've had injury issues, this is kind of where you kind of see it go to the wayside, where they really start to be playing full seasons. And we're going to see that with Sorelli this year. I I almost want to guarantee it. And I I think that he is going to make John Cooper have to make a tough decision obviously we'll talk about that more in the next segment but let me know what you think on social media you can follow us on our social media pages at lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram uh love the the interaction i have with all of you so go ahead and do that um if you want to comment when we post our next episode tomorrow on youtube as well uh, just to kind of backtrack on that. Yeah, you could go ahead and do that and I'll answer the questions or acknowledge your your comments, whatever whatever you want to say, as long as it's you know respectful and, you know, appropriate. I will be glad to do it, do that on the show. So go ahead and do that. Now, before we talk more about my dreams, about uh, Anthony Sorelli playing on the first line with with Point and Kucherov, uh, I want to talk about today's sponsors and that is our friends over at DoorDash. Now, are you missing syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. Need it, need it. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery. You could stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. Burnt your last piece of toast, avocado's gone bad or Is the hot sauce bottle empty? Absolutely hate that. Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. So get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off. Up to $20. No minimum subtotal and $0 delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED, 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. Uh, like I stated before, this episode will only be out in audio. We're having some camera issues today, and that is also why it's coming out a little later than I think we all would have liked. Uh, but yeah, we're we're previewing Anthony Sorelli's season, uh, and, and I <laughs> this is almost I, this is almost one of the episodes of the previews that I wish was on YouTube because I know some of you, some of my loyal listeners, or or the the people that normally are on the YouTube page commenting and all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm sure that that irked you just a little bit to to hear me say Anthony Sorelli should play on the first line. And let me know in the comments below, you know, whether it be on the next video or any video that comes up uh, in the in the future, as we're continuing these player previews or you know hit me up on 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 twitter at danky dank d e n k y d a n k because i feel like to a certain to a certain extent i i, I feel like with this lightning team especially the lines 1 and 2 how we feel is the right one is very subjective i think that this team is it, it is very good to where unless we don't get exact unless we get we don't get too crazy i i don't think there's any such thing as a bad one too and i think that especially the argument can be made if if sorelli's coming out of the gate hot playing very well and stamkos is kind of looking on the downtrot. i don't think it's too blasphemous or crazy or outlandish to say that that he deserves a shot on the first line. And and I would love to hear anyone's counter argument to that. Because like I stated on the Stam Coast episode, and and you know, if things get real ugly in this contract negotiation to where and I saw some of the comments on YouTube, there there are some fans of this podcast and some Lightning fans that do think he won't come back. You know, as much as I think we all could agree, we wish that ninety-one could come back. At the same time, Julian Brees' boss, because of not wanting to give him too much money, he is showing that he is preparing for life without Stamkos, whether it be after this year or after his time is over with the Tampa Bay Lightning, because he retires here. And I, I think whether it be next year. Or this year, I think that life without Stamkos, or or even life with Stamkos, is a reality in which Anthony Sorelli is playing on the first line, especially if he goes out there and has a has a phenomenal year. And you've been seeing a lot of these guys, a lot of these players who are who are hitting on pretty much their mid mid twenties, that they are really starting to mold into the guys that we all wish or, or all assumed we're going to mold into. I mean, look at Braden point 50 goals last year. Mikhail Sergachev um, could have easily played on the first line with Victor Hedman the year prior last year looked like he was, you know, if, if we don't have Victor Hedman on the first line, He's definitely running that that first line defensive core. Or if Nick Pervix isn't having the year that surprised everybody, Mikhail Sergachev, why why not? And and I think that's the question we need to all ask ourselves or or the mantra that Tampa Bay Lightning fans need to have going into this year because yeah, it's you know, this team more than likely is gonna be a ninety five point team. Even close to 100. Especially with Boston not really playing. Not looking like they're going to be anything special this year. But but I think that with Anthony Sorelli. I think it's very possible. As long as he plays a full 82 game season. That he could go out there. Rattle off. Let's let's be reasonable about this. You know, we're we're looking at I'm looking at his stats, what he's done, what he's possibly capable of. Career high in points is 44. I mean, and that was through 68 games. And after that, he just came off a a career season in which and and I think that was a career season because he played 82 games, 19 goals, career high. I think it's very possible that Anthony Sorelli could to could get to 20 goals and 30 assists, have a 50-point 50, 50, 50 season. I'm calling it right now. And I think if he's on that trajectory very early on or even on the trajectory of surpassing that and Stamkos is having a mediocre season, if I'm John Cooper, I'm throwing him up there. Because I think all he does is he solidifies that 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 first line. Because you have a true center, you have a guy that will be your anchor down the middle, and you don't have to worry about Braden Point doing whatever down the middle, having to win faceoffs. You don't have to worry about Stamkos winning faceoffs. You could just let Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov loose. I mean, is that, isn't that that what we all want to see? Is, is those two guys not having to worry about anything but just scoring goals and tallying points? And I think the only way they could do that is letting them free. Let the horses out of the barn by putting 71 down the middle. Let him take control of that line. He's ready. And then you know if you're worried about well what what about the second line well Nick Paul's ready Nick Paul's ready to go and he got Hagel and Stamkos on that second line. You know Connor Sheary, love his game, especially when he was with Pittsburgh. But I don't think he's destined long term for the second line. I think that's going to be Hagel, Stamkos, and Paul. If if. Indeed, Sorelli does make it up to the first line. And and it's not the end of the world of Connor Shiri is on the third line. You know, you got him with Janot and Esimont. That's a good line. I think is gonna have a bounce back year. We'll get into more of that when he when his player preview comes up. But I think in the long term, even if we don't have a fifty point season from from, from Anthony Sorelli. I, I still think this guy is still developing. I still think he's getting better and better, as evident by the two gentlemen I mentioned before and Mikhail Sergachev and Braden Point. I believe they're still left to be untapped in Tony Sorelli's game. I, I truly believe that, unless, like I said, unless Steven Stamkos is having a good year. Anything less constitutes him to get dropped to the second line, and as I previously stated with 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 other fans, and I'm in agreement. I mean, right now it's looking a little bleak. I mean, I want to be on the side of yeah, everything's going to be done. There's going to get a deal done. I mean, there's no way G, uh, Julian Brees' boss lets Stamkos leave at the end of the season or or trades him. I mean, that would I, I don't even know what's wor- which is worse in that scenario. I, I, I think that, though, if Stamkos, unless unless he's having a phenomenal season or something replicable stat-wise to last year or a little bit better, I would like to see something a little bit better than last year. I think you're doing Anthony really a, disju- a, a a disjustice by letting him sit there on the second line. And if even that, let him mix in some time with that first line. Just let let those, like I said, especially when when you're catching the other team in a line change. And 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 you know, for those of you listening, close your eyes. Let me know how how it looks. Imagine other team is line changing. I don't care who the team is. Let's for the sake of our argument, let it be the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're, they're in the middle of a line change. They're going to their second. Cooch and point are still in the ice. Stamkos is going to the bench. And out over the side of the boards comes 71. He gets the puck at the neutral zone. And he's leading the charge. Dangling through traffic. Throwing it to point on the corner on the, on the wing, on the left wing and throws it down low to Cooch for the one timer on the right side. Isn't it just poetic? I think that's something we could get all around. I think that's something that lightning fans should want the lightning to aspire to. So wrapping things up on the show right now. uh, Yeah. Let me know what you think of that. I mean, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm sure I'm going to get some flack from some fans about how could you even think about putting Stamkos on the second line. Um, I then again, I've seen some Lightning fans beginning of the summer, and I don't know if this is maybe just kind of still some of you still kind of upset from the playoffs or you know, kind of those last couple of weeks of the regular season going into the playoffs where we kind of all saw. Some alarming signs from Stamkos. And, and I know this was a Anthony Sorelli episode, but I, I think we can't talk about Brandon Hagel, Brandon Point, Nikita Kutroff, and, and Anthony Sorelli without talking about Stephen Stamkos because depending on what happens with him and his performance very well dictates the makeup of the first and second lines and very well the third line as well. I think that fourth line is a little interesting, especially with the addition of t- Tyler Mott. Um, living up in New York, I got, I had the privilege of seeing him play for the Rangers multiple times, and God, he is an unbelievable player. Um, I don't think Lightning fans really understand what kind of player they are getting in Tyler Mott. We might have to have John Chick, our old friend from Locked On New York Rangers, on here when we do that episode because I I, I think the only player that the, the the only person I think that enjoys watching Tyler Mott play more than I do is probably probably John Chick from from Locked On New York Rangers. So we might have to set that up as the episode uh, approaches. So let me know in the comments below what you think about all of that. You know, I I know it was. It, it, I, I think it, it's time. I think it's time for Anthony Sorelli to play on the first line. I think that I've seen enough of Stamkos within the last year to know that, yeah, I mean, he's still going to be productive. He's still going to put up his points. He's still going to. And, and, and I know some of you are like, how could you even say that? He's two years away. I'm sure some of you are saying, you know, how can you say that he's not that far removed from a 100 point season? And yeah, I get it. I I completely get it, but at the same time, I mean, not saying he's going to fall off the table anytime soon, but at the same time, I I still think that, that you know, let's give let's let's give other teams a different look and not have that first line revolve around 91. So we'll be back with another episode tomorrow as to who we'll be previewing. I'm not entirely sure right now. That is a game time decision. But as always, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And once again, subscribe to the podcast on our YouTube channel. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.